Okay, so I have the I have the plot for it. Might not be the next Megan movie because I know that you know the idea of a Megan's is very appealing. Sure, we've talked about this the past few hours, not the whole time. Past few hours, nonstop. Within it's okay, you within can tell the them. past few hours, we've mentioned this once or twice. But I have a pitch for another movie. It's okay. called Megan, the movie, and it's very Scream Three. But it is about a feature film being made about the first Megan and the origins of Megan. And they have a Megan on set for the actress playing Megan. Oh, so this is like an animatronic Megan. They've like fixed it and they have a working one and it's a consultant right. on the film. All right. Not a consultant, but more like it's there for notes, like not notes, but it's there for them to be like, okay, hey, Megan, how would you say this? And she says it. Okay. And stuff. And the Megan does this takes place in a world where the events of the movie happened, right? Yeah, sure. And they're making a movie based on this called the Megan. Maybe a mini series might be funnier because that's what they'd probably do, like an okay. FX series. Yeah. And Megan the doll does not take kindly to some piece of flesh pretending to be her, and the way that they're treating her story. Oh, so Megan in in the series within the movie is played by a person. Yes. Okay. They don't have a doll playing it. It is a person playing Megan. <laughs> kind of doing some uh, Megan face. And the the Megan does not take kind of how she's being portrayed. And so she goes on a rampage. And the actress playing her plays herself in the movie. Okay. So it's like Chloe Grace Moretz. Right. But, it's, but it's not. It's Florence Pugh. Okay. It's a specific. All right. It's Florence Pugh playing herself, cast in the role of Megan. And Megan is terrorizing her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. I think Florence Pugh's kind of an adult woman. James Wan plays himself directing it. (laughs) Sure. He's got to be in it. Even though he didn't direct this one, he is the producer, and I don't want him to direct the actual movie. So Gerard Johnson maybe directed this? I forgot. But uh, they, they can direct, and James will just be in it. Okay. Yeah. I... Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of my only note is that Florence Pugh is fully grown, uh, and Megan's that's like a joke. child. That's but part of the joke. okay, is that like they have her in like a little girl's doll? There, she's maybe on her knees for most of it. Okay, and stuff, and she's not doing a bad job. But sure, Florence Pugh, come on, the whole thing of like you know older actresses playing younger. Yeah, is also what yeah. G- give her give her a line. Be like, guys, I'm you 35 by yeah. now. Like, Megan, come on. Megan's like, you couldn't have found is. a 12 year old to play me. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, who would play Allison Williams' character? I. There's someone also playing themselves, but who's like a lesser? Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm very sorry to all Don't. of the actors whose names I've forgotten over the years. But it it's Sydney from Scream. Oh, Nev Campbell? It's Nev Campbell. Yeah, sure. That's a good idea. Yeah. If you're going to get meta with it, like, do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's Nev Campbell. Okay. I like this. I like this. I like the way this is happening. All right. Uh, anyway, and it's called, the movie's called Megan the Movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, in, I'm into it. I'm buying a ticket. <laughs> yeah. I. Hello, everyone, and <laughs> welcome to You Have to Let Me Do It. You're about to go into the top ten. That's usually our banter, and then yeah. you go into the top ten. Yeah. But I'm going to introduce the podcast. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 225th episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And this is now the point where I'll get straight into my top five. Uh, so, Megan, big movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Uh, written is Mithrigan. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, uh, numbers look like letters. Mm-hmm. And I've ranked the five best numbers to use as letters okay. uh, in one of my all-time lists. Mm-hmm. I, I know what number one should be. Well, we'll start at number five, and we'll see if I'm right. I, number five, I've gone with a little little unconventional, seven as T. I. Okay. A key component of the uh, quote-unquote leet-speak alphabet. I don't know what that is. I, it's it's kind of the, the convention of using numbers as letters oh, in, like, internet writing. Uh, one, it's written as 1337, uh. short for elite, I, I presume. I... But yeah, I think I think it fits the bill. I think uh, you know, a requirement for all of these is that you can just stick it into a stick it into a word and it works right away. I number 4, 4 through 1 are all dead ringers. Uh, and 4 I went with 5 as S. Uh, yeah, works. Con- considered 2 as S. They also and do like, that. Yeah, that is doable because you you see 2s a lot more than Well, fives. that's that's how you write Megan's. M three G A N two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah, and it it works on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. I speaking of multiple levels, one of the levels is that the number three stands in as E. Mm-hmm. I that's in the three spot. As that's well? in the three spot. Yeah, Fun. three is three, uh, which I did not do on purpose, but probably should have, because mm-hmm. uh, there's an extra layer. I love when things work on multiple layers. I. But yeah, I mean, it's evident in Megan. We're, we all look at it. We just read Megan. Yep, it's uh, it's right there. But it does it does have that little twist where like you can all you can tell it's just a number. I number two, and I'm actually I'm actually gonna I'm gonna switch two and one as I'm talking because I realize I like that quality of you can tell it's it's still a number, uh, and my number two doesn't have it, but it's just so perfect. With zero as O. Yeah. I, tough to read. Yeah, can can sometimes tough be tough to read. read. You can't always distinguish yeah. when you're looking at a zero or an O. Mm-hmm. But Would they're not the ex- have made the list because of that for me. Yeah, but they're the they're the exact same shape. And so I've got to give it like it's not a it's not a facsimile. Like it You it know what people do a lot is A for four. Or four for an A. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. Uh so often, in fact, that it made the number no, one spot on my should, list. Your number one should be number one. One is I. What if one is L? It's not. It's a lowercase L. It could be, but no, one is I. All right, so four is A. Yes, I, which I think has that has that quality of still being distinctly uh, a number. You can always tell, but like it, it, it works. It's it is basically just an A. Except it's a little, a little on an angle. If you're looking at an Avengers movie, it is just an A. What about A as a B? A as B was in contention, yeah. Mm. Uh, also considered six as lowercase b. Lowercase, um... Yeah, that's good. I and, uh, 
Yeah, that is uh, that is my five. All right, Those could all fit in future Megan movies. Uh, Megan the movie could be written with a seven and a T. Yes, and a one for the and a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And an O, zero. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. And V How do we make an is M? Roman numeral for five. All right, this has gone on too long. Let's talk about our real top five. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water claimed the and top five. M is a three upside down. Yeah. Or on its side. Yeah, turned 90 degrees to yeah. the left. Uh, yeah, Avatar The Way of Water was number one again, followed by Four. the debuting Megan. Four. Roman numeral five. Uh, what, wait, what was T? Seven. Seven. Four. Ooh. R is tricky. It is. I don't know if there's an R. You think about it while I reveal that Puss in Boots' The Last Wish came in at the number three spot, followed by A Man Called Otto and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Four. Three on its side. Four. N is tricky. What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing here? A man called Otto. Oh, I see. All right. Uh, I thought you were talking about uh, Avatar: The Way of Water. No. Uh, which did make forty-five million dollars this week. That was a thirty-three point two percent drop. It's up to five hundred and sixteen point seven. Okay. Not only that, Noah, it's up to one point. Seven billion dollars worldwide, which puts it squarely in the number seven spot on the all-time chart, beating Jurassic World. Uh, it did indeed make another forty-five million this weekend. Here, dropped thirty-two per thirty-three percent. Excuse me, five sixteen. Um, Can I just point out real quick? Added theaters. Yeah, got an extra know. 130 theaters. I don't know what what theaters is. didn't have Avatar? Well, Guys. not only that, but like what theaters didn't have Avatar and was able to add... Well, I, well, it wasn't that, but like what theaters took more Avatar on screens, also had room for Megan. Like what just dropped like a... Like none of the other movies on the list dropped... Babylon? No, it only dropped 900 theaters. Like, you know, what's accounting for all these? Yeah. I mean, we only added... Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. What do you mean? We added. Th- I, I was. I was just gonna say we added. Uh, yeah. Look at Megan. All those yeah. were added. Yeah, I know. That's why I stopped because I was crazy. Anyway, wrong. Avatar: The Way of Water, fourth straight weekend, the second biggest fourth weekend in history. What do you think number one was? Uh, Avatar. It was January yeah. two thousand and ten. Two thousand ten. It was. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. We'll see what... I mean, next weekend's a, a holiday weekend. So expect a, a similar drop, I would say. Does it make over 30 next weekend again? I don't know. I think we're looking at... I think 650 is not out of the realm of possibility domestically, which is over what Titanic made in its initial run in yeah. 1997. Um, but 650 gets this movie to number 10 or 9, depending on how high over 6. Jurassic World is at 653 at number 9. Right now, after the way water is at number 16, it beat uh, The Rise of Skywalker this weekend domestically. Um, it's going to beat Rogue. I remember when people were like comparing it to Rogue One after its opening weekend. Uh-huh. It's going to beat that next week. It's going to beat that during the week, maybe. Uh, no, it'll beat that by next weekend. Um, 
I mean, it, it's a race to 718. Why is 718 such a big number? Well, that sounds like what Top Gun Maverick made. That's right. It's a race to 718. What will be the highest grossing movie of 2022? Avatar or Top Gun Maverick? I don't. 718 is that's another 200 million dollars domestically. That's going to be some tough potatoes to 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 make. Uh, right now, I don't think it does it. Okay. Mainly because of Ant Man and the Wasp, and it's not going to keep grossing, you know, over thirty million every weekend. Sure. But I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. Either way, um, truly remarkable, and I just I could not be more curious as to what Avatar three makes. When is Avatar three coming out? I uh, is it twenty twenty four? No. Is it the end of this year? End of this year being 2023. Oh, no. I was wrong. I did think it was next year. But it is 2024. Never mind. We're good. Okay. For some reason, I read the thing and I th- saw it as next is like 2023. And I was right. For, yeah, you're still in 2022 mind. And so when you see it's coming out next year, you think, oh, yeah. It's, for yeah. about a week, I was like, oh, how, why would they ever do that? How could yeah, that they be? haven't made it yet. No, but I, I am so curious what happens in 2022. How, what is the response to this movie from audiences? Does it carry over to the fourth, third one? We don't have the buildup. We don't have the absence of, you know, James Cameron. Like, what does this all mean? It's just very interesting. Very interesting. I, f- I feel very strongly that this movie is going to... I don't know if it's going to, like, make the same amount that this one's making, but, like, it's going to open to $120-plus million, and it is going to drop slowly. Mm. Like, it's that's it's happening. The, the way that James Cameron movies have this sustained interest... Well, I think a big part of it, and you know, we keep saying it's a James Cameron effect, I think a big part of it is that it's not a franchise that's automatically front loaded like comic book movies. It's a, it's a franchise uh-huh. built for the masses. And I think the runtime is just a really strong factor and the premiums. I think that combination, the premium screens and the runtime and the fact that it's not a rush out to see it movie. We had people here last night that were like, Oh yeah, we're going to go to that. Like sure. not a rush out to see it. And you want to see it. You want to find the right time. Cause so long and you want to see it in the right theater. I think that all is very but, into. No, no, I'm not dismissing the camera thing, but I think that that's a, such a potent combination of things, right there. Yeah, but I, I just, I think it's important to note that in addition to that, like people are still seeing it. It's made a shitload of money. Yeah, and part of that is the premium screens. It's it's making so much uh, extra money from IMAX 3D. Uh, IMAX 3D. Yes. You said 3D weird. I I think you said it weird. You said IMAX 3D. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think I think you emphasize the D. I oh, you always do. It's disgusting. But forty five million dollars in weekend four, that's just like a lot of people going out to see your movie. Yeah. It's not it's not getting it in it trickles. Is. It is. It's it's getting big bunches and there's still big bunches left to go. Remarkable. I speaking of big bunches do, 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 big bunch of people do, went and saw Megan to the do, tune of thirty point two million dollars in its opening weekend. We're doing the song from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Taylor um, Swift. It's nice to have a friend. Nice to have a friend. Yeah. Uh, boy, is it nice to have a friend at the box office, something to help out theaters. What a boom 
This is Noah. I really can't state enough how $30 million is the equivalent of 150 for this kind of movie. It costs $12 million. Blumhouse special. Um, I think I think I mentioned this at the time, not on Mike, but we were talking about how Blumhouse and James Wan have teamed up at Universal yeah. for their projects. They're under one house. And I, I mean... It's because they knew what they had. They were like, we know the trailer's popping. We know we got a solid product. Like, let's just make this a done deal. And boy, are they both glad they did. Because this is an automatic franchise starter. This is huge. Cinema score was a B, which is average. But. No. But. But. The drop from Friday. It actually might have... Um, on Saturday, it remained even with Friday. Now, why is that interesting? Um, that is interesting. Putting you to the test for a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's always uh, Saturday so juicy was even with Friday. Yeah, because why Friday is that an indication of of good word of mouth. I uh, is it because the Friday numbers include the Thursday numbers and so are often inflated because of that reason? That's correct. Friday is also when people come out to the movies they want to see right away if yeah. it's front-loaded. But yes, because Thursday numbers are rolled into Friday, so those numbers have basically a day and a half worth of data. Saturday only has one day. So the fact that this stayed the same is pretty remarkable. So that B cinema score means that people came out, and we all know what happens with cinema scores with horror movies. Either it's not scary enough or it's too scary. This movie is... Not scary, and no. I think that a lot of people went in thinking it was going to be like a brutal, dull, you know, whatever, and were surprised by the joke, surprised by the tone, surprised by the genuine pathos this movie has, and um, came out going, well, that wasn't like the splatter fest that I wanted it to be, but they told the friends how weird it is, and those friends went. So the word of mouth for the cinema score isn't positive, but I think there's enough things in here to go, boy, but when she, like, sings, it's so funny. Yeah. And the people go, she sings, so I gotta go. You know, and I think that is increasing word of mouth. Point is, this costs $12 million. It is the first time, Noah, that two films have made over $25 million in the same weekend since July, which is too long. Yeah, that when when you started reading that, I was like, "Oh yeah, like let's let's get this interesting stat." And then by the time you you ended, I was like, "Wait, two movies making twenty five million dollars? That's that's not a, that's not abnormal." I was no. gonna say it's not unusual, but I guess it is now. Yeah, I. But yeah, that, I was just like, "Wait, that's not a feat." It, and yet, it's yeah. been since July. Um, this is more than this is more than Scream, which debuted on President's Day weekend last year. Yeah, this is more than this is eight million dollars more than Smile. I, I in fact just looked that up, which legged it all the way out to a uh, hundred and five million dollars. Hundred million dollars. This thing has the possibility to move. You understand? Next yeah. weekend's a gallop through the woods. Even next weekend is a holiday weekend. We're not going to have really any horror movies till Knock at the Cabin, which has a prominent trailer in front of this movie. Yeah. And that's coming out in maybe three weeks, four weeks, like mid, early February. This thing's going to move. I think $100 million is incredibly likely here. And uh, if I was them, I would uh, greenlight that uh, that baby ASAP. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just a huge boon for... For movies, a lot of the people going to see this were younger. 
than most. You know, the whole thing about movies is that, you know, the, since the pandemic, it's hard to get older audiences to the theaters. Well, you know what? It's been hard to get younger audiences to the theaters for about six years. Yeah. So this is the kind of movie that gets TikTokers into the theaters and gets, you know, the younger generation in the here. The Zoomers. PG-13. It's doing really well. Yeah. And it doesn't really cut that many corners for PG-13. It's just less gore. Yeah. Our, our screening had, like, a four-year-old in it, and that was... A problem. <laughs> well, yeah. That child had to be removed. Yeah, that was um, by his parents, not, like, security. Noah got up and kicked him out. Yeah. Um, grabbed him by the scruff of his neck. Grabbed him by the ear and yanked it right off, like Megan. <laughs> I was inspired. Either way, just so happy to see uh, an original movie break out like this. And do so in second place is really great. Yeah, it's very it's very exciting seeing these like new potential horror franchises just sprouting yes. up before us. Yes, we're gonna get a smile too. We're gonna get a Megan too. And they don't all have to be like cramped up into October. No, you know the thing about like so many of these like when you think of horror franchises, especially you know ten years ago, it's like Paranormal Activity, Saw. Those all were coming out in October, but like the Conjuring, the Purge movies, those are summer, those are November, like yeah, and even like weekends that historically, like you know, I was look, I was looking around for a come and gone from a theater. Near I don't you. know. We'll talk is... about it later. Okay, I don't. But know. like, <laughs> no, just the first the first week of the year. Yeah, like movies don't come out then, and when they do, they're not interesting. There's one horror movie that came out this year. I don't know if it's on your list, but uh, that we very much enjoyed. That did get a sequel. Um, that did pretty well. Made eighteen. Okay. Was that what you were gonna pick? No, made eighteen was Escape Room. Okay. On the first frame. And, yeah, that uh, was fine. It made 18 and went on to make like 50-something and then came out with a sequel in 2021 that nobody saw, but But way. us? Uh, yeah, great. Congratulations, Megan. You yeah. did it. Uh, number three was Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It's made $13.1 million. That was a 22% drop. It is up to $87.7 million. All right, so this, this debuted on POVD, which is PVOD. Sorry, yeah. Premium Video on Demand. Which is uh, usually buy or rent, and it's like twenty bucks to do so. It's essentially going to the movies, but yeah, um, it'll be on Peacock soon. I don't know when, but either way, this is legging it out like a fucking champ. Next weekend, I think is going to be real nice for this this movie, uh, and it's clearing a hundred million for sure. Um, just great legs. I just I wish you could have been a little more, but either way, it's crossing a hundred. Any movie that crosses a hundred million is uh, very welcome. Yeah. Especially when they start out slow, like this. This is going to be something that yeah, this started they're going like to look at as eleven a or sixteen. It, yeah, yeah, it opened. And it's like oh fuck, Puss yeah. in Boots is like an abject failure, and now they're going to get to the other side and be like oh yeah, that did all right. And it speaks a lot to especially because kids can go see Avatar. You know, kids are seeing Black Panther. It speaks yeah. a lot to the quality of the movie that people are going to see it over yeah. and over again. A uh, movie that kids are not seeing is a man called Otto. I assume. Uh, this did expand this weekend, so it made $4.2 million, which was a 7,365.7% increase in its gross. Uh, it is up to $4.28 million. So this this increased from four theaters in New York and L.A. Yeah. And what's, what's notable about this that I want to talk about is the per theater average was absolutely scorching. 6,593, which is, you know... Not too far off from Megan, which made $30 million. Um, just a huge number. And I was reading about it. Deadline had a nice little recap about it. And what they said was that the the studio targeted the Heartland. Okay. So usually when you expand, you know, you start off in just a few theaters. You start off in New York and L.A. Um, to get buzz rolling. 
what this did was it targeted um, the Heartland, which is a uh, you know less sentiment, like more sentimental for movies. Yeah. Uh, it uh, the the the. the According to Deadline, this played best in Dallas, Chicago, Phoenix, San Francisco, Salt Lake City, Philly, Denver, Seattle, Sacramento, Tampa, Detroit, Orlando, Kansas City. Not a lot of huge hubs, right? You got Chicago in there, but we're also Midwest. But, you know, you got uh, San Francisco. uh, You got Dallas is quite big. Dallas is big, but uh, also not Seattle. It probably is supposed to be Seattle, but it says settle. Um Salt Lake City, though, Tampa, Sacramento, Orlando, Kansas City, you know, even like Phoenix. These are yeah. big markets, but they're also can skew red occasionally. And so this is smart of them to put it here um, as opposed to the people that are going to go see Babylon or the Whale, whatever. No one's seeing those, but that kind of thing. It was right. pretty that, smart. Yeah. And it clearly worked out, and I hope it's an indication that this 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 opens wider next weekend. It, it launches. Okay. And I hope this is an indication that this could surprise. It made four million dollars in six hundred theaters. If it goes to two twenty five hundred and can pull off like ten million dollars next weekend, we got something here. Yeah, that'd be cool. This seems like the kind of thing that just does not happen anymore. And just, this seems like the kind of movie that gets ignored. Like Hanks is not getting nominated. Not that yeah. he's not good, but it is no buzz for Oscars. Like, why would anyone go see this? But it's just because it's a nice movie. Like, that's great. Yeah. But I feel, I feel like there's so many, like, nice movies that come out and people just don't see anymore. But this is just like, what if Tom Hanks was grumpy? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, let's do it. It's, yeah. a, it's a perfect idea. Uh, and then we had Black Panther Wakanda Forever in the fifth spot that made $3.3 million, a 34% drop. It's up to $445 million. Yeah, that really leveled out after the holidays. I do have to say that it was dropping, like, you know, it dropped 63% in its second weekend. And then it dropped... 61% over the Thanksgiving weekend and then it dropped 35 and 52 when Avatar opened and then 34 and now we're back to 34 and the movie will get to 450 it's got 827 worldwide just a nice little hit I don't have much to say about it yeah uh, something I did want to spotlight is the whale if we take a look at the Theaters here, it boosts. It, it, it increased a lot of theaters and went went from about six hundred to eight hundred, um, and it increased its gross one point five million. It's going to be crossing ten million dollars sooner rather than later, and has a shot at outpacing the Fablemans and just some movies. I'm just saying, like no one's really talking about the Will's performance, but it, it's going to have more than the Banshees of Inisherin. It's 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 doing so. It's gonna. It already has way more than Tar. It's doing something, and I think that really speaks to the narrative the film has with Brendan uh, Fraser. Yeah, and um, it's just something to keep an eye out for. A twenty four really knows what they're doing over there. Absolutely. That's all I have. All right. Well, then it's a uh, it's a new year. It's time to play Whoa. what I hope will be everybody's new favorite game. Did it make, make more, more than or less right. than? <laughs> It's a new uh, game. I'll get it next time. Yeah, we're changing now. We're changing things up a little bit, and nobody knows how to play yet, so let me run it down. I named three movies. You list them in order. Of which gross. ones made more yeah. and which ones made less at the box office. For a bonus point, you can tell me the following three things. The year in question, these movies will all be from the same year. I pick one of the movie and name its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, within $5 million. Mm-hmm. 
and then pick one of the movies and tell me its final gross again within five million dollars. Are you ready to play? And I can do all three of those. I don't have to pick just one. How do you mean? All three of those bonuses. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You do. You go for each of them. Okay. We're still we're well, going, I don't still have going to, for their bonus. I don't have to go for. That's them. true. Yeah, you could elect to score fewer points. Yeah. The bonus, so I'm not penalized for not doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, three points is a win. Uh, okay. But there are six points available to you, and right. I, this exactly. You're you're going to be looking for them. All right, go ahead. Uh, all right, your three movies in alphabetical order are Get Hard, Straight Out of Compton, and Trainwreck. Okay, so immediately, Straight Out of Compton, number one. Okay. We're going highest to lowest here. Yes. Okay. Trainwreck, Get Hard. That is correct. So that's three points off the bat. You have nailed the beginning. But let's uh, let's start knocking out some of these bonuses. What year did those three films come out? Fifteen. That's right. So far, so good. That's the that's what I presume will be the easy level bonus question. Correct. Now, uh, which movie would you like to go for its opening weekend? It's my three for a loop. Get hard. Okay. I, I'm within five. Within five, either either direction. Thirty-two. Well, you didn't need five. It was thirty-three. Oh! So so far, you're sailing through. One final bonus question: uh, Which movie would you like to tell me its final gross domestically? Of course, within five million dollars. Hmm. Not straight out of Compton. I don't remember if that was like, oh, it was like 160. You know what? I'll do straight out of Compton. Okay. I'm going to say 162. All right. And that was uh, exactly, not exactly right. It made 161. So wonderfully done. Thank you. No one's disappointed. I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I will possibly be uh, recalibrating the uh, the way the questions go was that a little too easy do we need to uh shrink the margin a bit but i'll give it a few more rounds to uh, to calibrate properly uh as megan might do to sort of learn as we go because this game is going to become self-aware by the end of it oh god uh but yes congratulations on your first uh perfect victory in the new and improved did it make more or less than now we move on to Come and Gone from a theater near you. Brian, are you ready to go back in time? Yes. All right. We are going to be talking about the year 2013. Uh, hmm. First weekend of the year, January 4th. Uh, I'm sure it's not an expansion. This is the first weekend this movie came out. Yes, 100%. And uh, was notable in that not only did it make money, but it was the number one. The Woman in Black. No. There was a year in which The Woman in Black 2 came out this oh, weekend. What was the subtitle for that movie? Angel of Death? Yeah, something sure. like that. It's something about Angel. I don't know. I did not consider it for very long. I'll give you a clue. All right. Uh, we're looking at part of a franchise here. 2013. Oh, an Underworld movie? No. Let's see. 
part of a scary franchise. Spooky franchise. Yeah. Oh, is Insidious the last key? No, it isn't. Is it Insidious? Paranormal Activity, the uh, the marked ones. No, none of these are right. Oh, <laughs> such good guesses too. Uh, let's see. I am I'm looking up the franchise in question to see where this falls because it's not always a apparent based on the title. I uh, this movie was uh, there was an additional uh, an additional gimmick to it. Uh, taking part in sort of the three-dimensional style of the time. Horror movie that was around Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, there you go. Texas Chainsaw 3D. That's exactly right. 18. Uh, 21.7, in fact. Now, it's, it's a little it's a tear break there, All I think. All right. Uh, yeah, pretty successful opening for Texas Chainsaw 3D, probably due to those 3D numbers. Correct. Yeah, uh, nothing else uh, came out that weekend at all. Okay, recommend a movie. I mean, on three? One, two, three, Megan? Oh, yeah, Megan. <laughs> yeah, man. Funnier answer. Um, would have been a funnier answer. The Whale? No. More no, because that's a legitimate recommendation. More obscure. Uh, more. <laughs> the Fablemans? <laughs> yeah, I know, but nobody saw it. Whitney Houston. Yeah, there you go. Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. Colin, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah, a recommendation. Whitney Houston. Hmm. A recommendation is Corsage. <laughs> Megan, go see Megan. Yeah, baby. Megan's very fun. Honestly, and good. take the whole family. If you have like a twelve-year-old kid, go see Megan. Yeah, they love can, it. They can take Megan. They'll dig the hell out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 very good. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You can't uh, you cannot go wrong. Go see Megan. All right, Noah, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at witboxoffice. Uh-huh. That is also our That's Instagram right. handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian Deserver, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R, and I'm also that on Letterboxd. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on right. Stitcher. We are I've on Apple that. Podcasts. We are on Spotify. <laughs> uh, come follow us on one of those platforms, and we'll tell you our special podcast-related New Year's resolution. Uh, <laughs> it was to stop. Um <laughs> Yeah, we, we we need one follower to let us know that they've done it, and then that'll be it. It's a trap that we've set. <laughs> if you keep hearing episodes, you'll know that we don't have a subscriber yet. Thank you. Yeah, right. I'm yawning. Well, it's I mean it's the end of podcast. The podcast is so and therefore boring. It's yeah. We do record this uh, when I'm tucked into bed. Uh, <laughs> I got my jam, my footy pajamas on. I mean, people know how podcasts my, are made. I don't think you. I don't think you my, need to specify. Lebanese hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna lean over and blow out your candle with the. By the way, that was, that I don't know where. I don't remember where I pulled that out, but that was funny when I did. It was recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Next week, President's Day weekend. Something's coming out. I don't remember. But a man called Auto Expands. Yeah, that expands. We'll see what uh, uh, Avatar and uh, how. Yeah. All right. That's it. This has been What's the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then, go see a movie.